0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back. Uh, great song, by the way. Hold it- 35 at Evident Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you today. How come on these uh, holiday days where we do live shows during the hockey season like Brendan, where are you, man? <laughs> are you in? Are you in? Come on, man. Just having fun with you. Uh, a sampling of our text line here before we go to John Shannon. Steve on the Ashley Fine Floors text line says, I'm 31 years old. This is the Oilers I've grown up with, mired in disappointment and heartbreak. It's difficult to have any hope heading into the game tonight the way the things went last night. Uh, Cletus with a little bit of perspective on uh, on life. Bob, it's Cletus. Uh, The last game reminded me of when my ex-wife took the house, cleaned out the bank account, and left uh, me in my underwear. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, I got news for you, Cletus. I'm going to suggest that was probably a worse experience for you than the loss last night. I'm just going to hazard a guess if we were looking for a little bit of perspective here. Uh, There's some people out there hurting. Just go out there and play. We're going to hook up with our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling, John Shannon. He's on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Hello, John. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Bob. How are you doing today?
0: Well, I like to say the sun rose in Edmonton today, but it didn't. It's rainy and overcast. So, But the reality of the situation is, hey, it's tough to watch. It was, uh, It's theater. It is theater. I don't know if it's always a morality play. You know what I mean? Uh, but it certainly – you know, like that's – I get it. Uh, guys got to write for clicks, and some guys go on Twitter to sit there and, and get retweets and chastise other markets and all this kind of stuff. I get it. But the fact of the matter is – you know, brutal learning experience for the Oilers, crazy confluence of events. Um, and uh, I mean, did you work, by the way, did you work the Miracle on Manchester? Were you doing that series? Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah.
0: Do you, yeah. do you? I had a conversation with, uh, well, one of the guys this morning. And he's uh, like, you know, Bob, I watched Archibald take that penalty, and all I could think of is Gary Unger taking that five-minute major when it was 5-3, five minutes left in the game. And yeah. then they, they scored the power play with five seconds left. And people forget them. Now, I, I – to me, it's going to be the other way around. I think people might have to get past. Like, Archibald took the minor. You didn't need to give him any false emotion, John. But the last night's loss wasn't just on Josh Archibald, but it was a contributing factor to getting some momentum going. And conversely, in the game against L.A. back in 82, you were there. I mean, the orders were at 5 nothing in the third. It's funny. It's happened to the orders a few times in the organization's history. But the organization's also surprised a few times, too. I'll Go tell
1: you what, it. It, it has happened, I think, in every organization at some point. Uh, I, you know, people in here in Toronto are reminding everybody that the Oilers did it last night, but the Maple Leafs did it in Boston in 2013. The, the biggest difference is, is that was game seven. Up 4-1 in the third period, lose the game at overtime, and the Maple Leafs didn't have a chance to recapture. Uh, the only thing, and, and uh, Dave Tippett said it just moments ago, uh, get back on the bike tonight and and make a difference. And 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 it, you know the the back-to-back games is probably a positive if there's any positive at all uh, for, for the Oilers. Um, and I, I also think he put it in perspective when he says, you know, pe- pe- people, people should be pissed off. They shouldn't be grieving. Be- grieving's for death. People should be pissed off because they lost a hockey game, and that's exactly what happened. They lost a hockey game. They played bad for, what was it, three minutes and 13 seconds, and, and it cost them.
0: Yeah, and and you know what happens. So uh, there is is going to be the narrative out there that this group's never going to get it done and the top mm-hmm. end guy the top end guys aren't good enough and and you know, my feeling is all all like let's see what happens first of all tonight. And if they win, if the orders win tonight, let's see what happens on Wednesday night. Right? But when 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 we do the postseason synopsis, whenever it is, I think it's pretty clear, and they are going to have cap space, but it's pretty clear they're going to need to improve the overall depth of the forward ranks. They've got some good young defensemen coming, but at times, where they've been challenged a bit is having a lack of depth, uh, particularly in my opinion, John, you know, forward spots four through nine. Like, they just...
1: Bob, before this series started, we, we talked about certain aspects of, of of the series, and one of them was one of them was going to be was the depth the depth of the Winnipeg Jets. Was better than that of the Edmonton Oilers. That was a reality. I think we saw that in Spades last night, when 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 Ehlers returns to the lineup, and that puts Kopp and Appleton with Lowry again. That to me, is, that's as uh, as as vital as a thing that happened in the game let alone the you know the, uh, the the brain cramp that occurred in the in the third period by the Edmonton Oilers. You know, this is hey the the, the biggest issue for Oilers fans today is they've lived it for a while and the frustration of very few years in the playoffs since 2006. Um, um, and you know you wear it on your sleeve. You know yep. the, 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 day, the day, the day, the day that people don't care is the day that I'm worried about it. Right. And I just don't see that. This is a fan base that so dearly wants their team to be successful. Um, and and, and I just see it. In eighty, I'll tell you what, and I mean, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but in eighty-two, there was there were a lot of questions about what was going to happen to the Oilers after the loss to Los Angeles, because not only did they lose the Miracle on Manchester, they lost a five-game series, um, and, and so from that perspective, you know, and, and Dave Tippett can say learning curve, Ken Holland can say learning curve. But it 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 hurts to be an Oilers fan. I don't think there's any question about that. When you can, when you think about what happened last night, particularly to Winnipeg, and we're talking a good old-fashioned rival, yeah. a team that a team that in the National Hockey League, not in the WHA, but in the National Hockey League, the Oilers have owned owned them from from day one. Uh, and that's that's even more more disappointing than anything else. And yet, a shot away on Game One, a shot away in Game Two, a shot away in Game Three, and the Oilers could be
0: up three nothing, right? So tell me this: when you were when you were working that game, the Miracle of Manchester in eighty one, eighty two, at what point did you know, uh oh, we're in trouble here? Like, are, no, are they, Well, and you're not looking at it at that point because you're neutral in terms of producing the game. Yeah. But yeah. but do, at what point did you realize it was game on? Five three. Yeah.
1: Five three, you knew it. Um, you know, and and I th- I think you could get the sense after the Perot goal that the 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 uh, that the Jets were were yeah. were bent. You know, and and you know, and and Tippett talked about you and using the timeout, and he was waiting for the TV timeout. Um, and you and I have talked to Dave about this. He's he's reticent to use timeouts. He doesn't like to use timeouts because he thinks it it shows his players that there's a bit of panic. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more of the NBA mode. You need to change momentum. Take yep. your time out, change the momentum, which they use all the time in the NBA because they have 14 timeouts as opposed to one. Um, but at the same time, that was the one thing that I think that we all wondered about. At 4-3, w- w- was there an opportunity just to change the momentum with the timeout? And Dave addressed it after the game. He said, "Yeah, there, there could have been, but I, I looked at the clock and I knew that the next next non-icing whistle was going to be a, a, a two-minute break, and and he elected to wait."
0: Uh, if you had told me before, like, I, you know, it's funny, John, and I know, I don't know if you saw the tweet or not, but Speck wrote a piece on uh, on Saturday after the Oilers went down 2-0 and talked about Crosby learning how to grind out goals, and I was like, well, wait a sec, like, hot goaltending trumps everything in hockey. It's like great pitching in baseball, and I remember Tukara stopping 134 to 136 against Pittsburgh when they were number one in the Eastern Conference in the regular season, number one goal scoring in the league, way deeper than the oilers may i add number one power play in the east during a lockout year where the east didn't play the west and they got two goals on tukarask and Fork. that's pittsburgh that team had already won before they knew how to win and, and 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 so i was pleased that they they got the jump early they actually missed a couple opportunities uh when it was 2-0, they were still on the power play. I thought, you know, maybe a little bit sharper there. And then again at 4-1, they got a power play and they just kind of played the minutes down. And I was like, man, if you could have added one there. But, you know, yep. if, if ends and buts. Uh, but that is, you know, stuff happens in sports. Stuff happens in games. Did you do the doubt da- by the way, did you do the Dallas Edmonton series in 97 when uh-huh. the owners rallied for 3-0 down?
1: Well, I was the executive producer of the show, but I was not in the truck that night. I was back in in Toronto because that was a night of Game Sevens of uh, of, uh, double, of double double overtimes, both in uh, in in, auto, in Buffalo, Ottawa, and in Dallas. So, yeah, so I was, but I was certainly involved. Yeah. Are you walking? Are you walking the dog, or? No, the neighbors are out. Uh, well, uh, the dogs and, are very protective
0: today. So. Yeah. And they're they're smaller dogs, right? Well, they're only seventy pounds. Oh, there's 70 pound dogs. Okay, what what are their names again? Kevin and Lucy. Come on now. I, how do I forget? How do I forget Kevin and Lucy? All <laughs> right. So, so you got so, so from your perspective. You just like to me. I'm like all right. It happened. Let's just go out there and play. Push the pace. They put some more speed in the lineup last night. I think it worked in stretches. Uh, Cassie and I thought. Looked like a contributing player again for that was maybe the best game he's played all season.
1: Uh, might, been, th- might, 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 might have been the best game he's played all season. And what what you really liked in many ways, Bob, was when you looked at the contributions of all four lines. I mean, the fact that Nugent Hopkins even at even at four four. Uh, Ryan had some scoring opportunities that uh, I mean Hellebuck to do that shoulder shrug and, and knock the puck away was brilliant um you know it all 12 forwards contributed and i think that that's something that uh, that was lacking in in games 1 and 2 so th- i i think there there always are going to be positives to take away again this is a, this is a game for 56 minutes the Edmonton Oilers were was winning 56 minutes You know, and I know you have to. I know you have to win. You know, the 60-minute game, but you know, without those brain cramps at that point. I mean, this this is a different conversation, and we're now and we'd be talking about the Oilers and the momentum going into Game Four. It's hard. It's hard for a fan to go and look at this and say, "Oh my goodness gracious, how embarrassing is it?" But at the end, at the same time, put it in perspective. They have a chance tonight. They can make it three to one. And then you never know what happens. They still, have to, they still have two of the top five players in the National Hockey League on the roster, you know, that can make a difference.
0: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're joined by John Shannon, who, by the way, just to set the record straight, the four times teams have come back from 3-0 down. Uh, you did not see uh, Frank McCool in Toronto rally from 3-0 uh, down against Detroit in 1942, did you? I'm not even going to respond to that. I haven't. You know who did? Brian Hall. He saw it. He told me about it. He saw it. If anybody could, Brian could. But i I
1: tell you what I do remember, though. I do remember the Islanders in in, uh, 75 uh, against the Penguins. I do remember that. And they almost did it the next series uh, against Philadelphia. They were down 3-0 to Philadelphia and won the next three before the Flyers won Game 7. So I, I, I do remember both of those events.
0: And remember, I mean, the Canadians were at the absolute height of their power. Uh, but when the Leafs upset the Islanders in 78, I mean, there were people thinking, well, you know, the Islanders after after those two playoff series in 75, much like the Oilers in 81, Oh, they're going to be the next team. And it, it took a couple, of, you know, three years for the Oilers to win the Cup. They won in 84. Yeah. And conversely, the Islanders, it took them, you know, they ended up winning in 1980. But, of course, the Canadians were pretty damn good from uh, 75 through 79. John Shannon, RNHL Insight. All right, John, I'm going to put your coaching hat on. Uh, Josh Archibald gets a one-game suspension. Who goes in? Well, I'm putting Alex
1: Chase on in. Okay. Uh, I mean, a because I, uh, I I I've always thought that uh, I, I have a bias. I think Alex. Uh, I think Alex is a really good hockey player and a good person. Uh, but I think that uh, he, he he can see what he needs to do. He needs to go to the net. He, he's tough enough. He can be physical enough. And and I think uh, under the circumstances, the one thing they're going to miss is Archibald's speed. And I think if you have options, I think that that Chason is going to be the closest guy to that speed. Not going to be the same, no question. That's for sure. But I would relax Chase on him.
0: Do you contemplate tourists so you've got another right handed guy that can take some face offs? I mean, he's at least at like 48 on the year. Haas has been around 44, 45%.
1: I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't. I. I don't. Mean, I mean. I. I don't think Kyle. I don't think Kyle can keep up with the pace. Yeah. I don't think. I. I think that's the. That'll be the. 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 And we saw. It, we saw a great example of it uh, last night too, Bob. Is hey, you know the Jets can skate too. This is not a case of the only way they win is if they slow things down. We got a really good sense of how deep and how fast the Winnipeg Jets can be last night as well, and I think that's important. And I, I just don't think Kyle can keep up anymore.
0: All right. Uh, what other series? Uh, I mean, Montreal, Toronto, it's, kind of, it's been kind of like, the, I mean, the, the game one of the, and we last had you on Oilers now on Wednesday, but game one, obviously, on Thursday, the, the scary incident involving a terrific player, John Tavares, and nobody <laughs> wants to see that happen. Canadians squeaked out a win. Montreal's uh, putting Cole Caulfield in today. They are sitting Tomash Tatar. That is Rich Winners client who is a UFA, and Rich is going to be shopping him this summer. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, Canadians' Leafs?
1: I just don't see Montreal winning another game. The only way they do it is the same way they won game one, and that's on the back of Carey Price. And, and, and it, where, do the, where do the goals come from? And that's why Caulfield's back in the lineup. I mean, that's, yeah. that becomes the challenge is where do they score goals? You know, they're, the Maple Leafs, listen, the Maple Leafs could have won game one, but they were in shock for 45 minutes over the Tavares injury, and they almost still forced overtime. Um, I just think I just think the, the Maple Leafs are too fast, too big, too deep uh, and, uh, for Montreal. I had predicted a sweep in the first place, and Craig Button and me, but uh, and and I wouldn't be surprised now if it goes just games to tell you what the series i've been really loving honestly bob carolina nashville oh my goodness gracious it has been it's been so much fun to watch and i I think half of it bob i i I think it's the fact that i get to see fans in the building same here you know i mean but it it, it, it's been great hockey uc Soros has been spectacular alex Najelkovic has been spectacular you know the 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 Predators have, who we all pronounced dead in January and February, have uh, have risen from that position and are a fun team to watch this year. It's not the boring old Predators. This this no. is a team that went rock and roll, and obviously Carolina is one of the best teams in the
0: league. That's been a hell of a series. Well, both teams are full bore on the attack. Like and, oh. you know what I mean? Florida has no structure, which is remarkable under John uh, Joel Quenville. Like Florida is just trading chances with tampa and it's funny because the oilers and winnipeg got off to such a tepid start john love having you on the show hopefully we're talking about game uh, five on wednesday okay Something tells me we will be, Bob. There you go. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll tell you that uh, guests and orders now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris. It is open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you. It's 12, uh, 1252. Um and uh, Tatar is now in. Thank you, Jack Michaels, for listening. Uh, sounds like Tatar is now in. Eric Stahl is out, so Tatar is going to play. Uh, and originally originally, thought was t- uh, Tatar was going to be a healthy scratch. We'll continue to monitor that. He'll be amongst. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on Zach Hyman too with Toronto. I mean, I wonder whether or not he's a guy that could get six million a year on the market in the uh, off season. We'll come back with the orders now injury report, and I'll bang off a bunch of your texts when we return. 1256 in Edmonton. There is a lot of passion on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Former defenseman Mark says, I'm not gonna chime, I'm gonna not gonna chime in or sugarcoat it. When you're up for one of the playoffs in the third, you should never lose, says former defenseman Mark. It's called getting your head out of your Anyhow, cross the center line, dump it in, and change. Most important, get the puck out of your own damned end. Get it across the blue line. I don't care if you have to fight and die for that inch. Says former defenseman, Mark three, nothing down. Unless they learn how to play a full 60 minutes, forget it. Then they have to do that for four straight games. Come on, man. They haven't shown that kind of intestinal fortitude defenseman says former defenseman Mark in years. I hope they can pull themselves up by the bootstraps. One more suggestion. It's time to make the jets play, uh, pay hit them often and hit them late. Make them earn the series. The others can either go out fighting or out with a whimper. I'd rather see them, uh, uh, Go down swinging again. You can text us at 780-496-0063. The Dawn says, um, Bob, I also blame Ken Holland uh, for not having another deterrent lineup. Logan Stanley has been manhandling our stars. Archibald did what he did. Stop blaming Archie. This text is from my wife, says the Don. Okay, wait a second. The Don, you let your wife get your phone? I I just want to verify that. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Ice Castle's Brad... (laughs) I hate giving oxygen to the fire-the-coach narrative, but I can't help but think of teams like Chicago who developed well under Denny Savard but never became a true playoff team like uh, until Quinville. Perhaps we're seeing something similar in Edmonton where Tippett has taken the team far, but the next step is going to need a different playoff-tested head coach from Ice Castle's Brad. Uh, maybe they're just not uh, deep enough. Five-on-five five come playoff time. I mean, at the start of each of the last two seasons, nobody had Edmonton second in their respective divisions. They got there. Okay? They're out shooting Winnipeg by eight shots per game. The scoring chances favors the Oilers in this series. They're going up against the Vezina Trophy winner, Connor Halibut. That was the difference in the first two games. I would suggest last night, that one's bitter and we're seeing some bitter responses as well uh very quickly we go into the orders now injury report brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers for every goal at the orders score james h brown donates a hundred dollars to 630 Jets santa's anonymous when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com suspended is josh archibald not sure who's going to draw in Clefbaum bomb gone for the season for the orders little uh didn't get started like cleft bomb for the jets nathan Boyle who knocked out with shoulder surgery edmonton winnipeg tonight the uh, face-off show t- 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 begins at 5:30. Off to a global news weather t- traffic update with Devin Horn, and back with our inside the game analyst Rob Brown. When we return on Oilers Now, Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.